Putin forms alliance against so-called Western imperialism. Johannesburg, South Africa Russian President Vladimir Putin with key allies including China, Cuba, North Korea, Syria, South Africa, and Zimbabwe, has formed a global alliance aimed at fighting Western imperialism. At a gathering in Moscow this past weekend, Dmitry Medvedev, deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council, announced the establishment of the Forum of Supporters of the Struggle Against Modern Practices of Neocolonialism. In a statement read at the conference, Mr. Putin said, Neocolonialism is a shameful legacy of centuries-long plunder and exploitation of the people of Africa, Asia, Latin America, and other regions of the planet. Mr. Putin claimed that Russia, and especially the former Soviet Union, had done a great deal to dismantle the foundations of the colonial system and to support national liberation movements. In a statement issued ahead of the forum, Alexei Drobanin, director of the Russian government's foreign policy planning department, blamed the West for imposing sanctions on rivals and freezing their assets, economic exploitation and propagating deviant sexual orientations. The lead actor in all of this, said Mr. Drobanin, is the United States, where government policy protects Western capital, goods and services at the cost of emerging economies. Joe Biden went even further to wage a Western-led war against Russia, using the Ukrainians to do the fighting for him, Mr. Drobanin said. South Africa One of the main speakers at the Moscow event was Fikel Mbalula, second-in-command of South Africa's governing African National Congress. The former Soviet Union and China were the ANC's main providers of weapons and ammunition in its armed struggle against apartheid. Many of the party's current leaders, including cabinet ministers, were educated and received military training in the USSR. The ANC government has refused to denounce the Kremlin's invasion of Ukraine. Since the conflict began in Eastern Europe, the ANC has forged close military ties with Moscow and been accused by the United States of supplying weapons to Mr. Putin's war effort, an accusation the ANC denies. South Africa and Russia are also partners in the BRICS bloc of emerging economies, with both instrumental in recently adding Iran as a member. Mr. Mbalula and other senior party officials have been frequent visitors to the Kremlin in recent years. Greg Mills, director of the Brenthist Foundation, a prominent think tank based in Johannesburg, said South Africa's presence at the Moscow Forum was misplaced, at least on paper. It was a gathering of anti-democratic states seeking to entrench the idea that unelected vote riggers who run their countries like personal fiefdoms are the best guarantors of freedom, he told a webinar hosted by the Daily Maverick newspaper. Despite the ANC's many failures, South Africa is, for now, still a democracy, so the ANC stuck out like a sore thumb until Mbalula spoke. It then became clear from his utterances that the ANC is now firmly in the authoritarian camp, a wholly owned subsidiary of Moscow, said Mr. Mills. When he addressed the meeting in Russia's capital, Mr. Mbalula said, We have been honored to be invited as the ANC to this profound gathering under the banner of the Forum of Supporters of the Struggle Against Modern Practices of Neocolonialism, which is aimed at ushering the freedom of nations. The forum met as news was breaking about the death in prison of Alexei Navalny, the pro-democracy activist long considered to be the chief threat to Mr. Putin's hold on power. 
While Western countries suggested the Russian leader was responsible for Mr. Navalny's fate, no one attending the anti-neocolonialist meeting mentioned Mr. Navalny's name. Follow Russia or else. The trouble with being a subsidiary of Moscow is that you become enmeshed in its shadow world of sleazy deals and backhanders and find that you have to follow the Russian line or the consequences might be grave, said Mr. Mills. South Africa has drifted so far from its democratic moorings that the only way to make coherent sense of its foreign policy is that it is doing the bidding of the rogue nations and organizations it strongly identifies with, from Russia to Hamas and Iran. Mr. Mills said the ANC, mired in corruption scandals since it assumed office in 1994, was in Moscow because it had been lured by party funding and giant, rent-laden infrastructure projects such as the recurring desire to build nuclear power stations. The ANC has acknowledged that one of its biggest donors is Viktor Vexelberg, a US-sanctioned Russian oligarch who is close to Mr. Putin. A diplomat who attended the recent anti-West event in Moscow told the Epoch Times that Mr. Vexelberg was a prominent mover behind Mr. Putin's anti-neocolonialism initiative. Mr. Vexelberg did not respond to repeated requests for comment. He and the ANC's business mechanism, Chancellor House, are joint owners of a South African mining company, United Manganese of Kalahari. Washington first imposed sanctions on Mr. Vexelberg in April 2018 over what the Treasury Department called worldwide malign activity from a number of oligarchs who benefit from the Putin regime. A case filed against Mr. Vexelberg in the U.S. in 2022 revealed his shadowy past. In 2001, he was accused of using soldiers to gain control of a Siberian oilfield. In 2004, there were claims that he had stolen client bank funds, using the money to buy Faberge eggs. Mr. Vexelberg has denied the claims, as well as allegations of racketeering, money laundering, and bribery that have followed him throughout his career. In 2022, the U.S. Treasury applied a new set of sanctions on him, following the Ukraine invasion. Vexelberg has taken part in Russian diplomatic and soft power activities on behalf of the Kremlin, accompanying officials on cultural missions abroad, the department said. More than 200 members of Congress, including Republicans and Democrats, are pushing President Joe Biden's administration to impose punitive measures on South Africa for its alliances with the U.S.'s major geopolitical adversaries, including China, Iran and Russia. Mr. Mills said the ANC's clear support for Russia's forum of supporters of the struggle against modern practices of neocolonialism could further jeopardize an already fraught relationship between South Africa and the United States. Poking the sleeping dog. The Biden administration is very tolerant, and it clearly sees the value of keeping Africa's most developed democracy and Africa's second largest economy on side. But how long can the ANC continue to test Washington's patience? The ANC keeps on poking the sleeping dog, he said. The U.S. House of Representatives may consider legislation that would require the Biden administration to conduct a full review of U.S. relations with South Africa, including the country's inclusion in the African Growth and Opportunity Act. This gives South Africa tariff-free access to the U.S. market for a wide variety of goods. In 2023, South Africa was a GOA's top beneficiary, 
earning the country hundreds of millions of dollars. If passed, the U.S.-South Africa Bilateral Relations Review Act also would require the administration to report to Congress, explicitly stating whether South Africa has engaged in activities that undermine United States national security or foreign policy interests. ANC leader and South African President Cyril Ramaphosa has suggested that the bipartisan bill is part of a fightback campaign after his government took Israel a U.S. ally, to the International Court of Justice on genocide charges. Mr. Ramaphosa also said some forces are pushing for regime change in South Africa because of the ANC's moral stance against injustice around the world.